Good day, and welcome to Outpouring from the Throne Room of God with Ty and Betsy Tice. Our podcast today is You Can Be That Special Person That Hears from God. Do you think that's unique? It isn't, my friend. You see these special people on TV and you think, Oh, why does God use them and not me? Untrue. And today you'll find out that you can be that special person yourself. Betsy? What are the instruments God uses to speak? God speaks through the Bible. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God speaks by the Holy Spirit to reveal himself, his purpose, and his ways. Questions often asked about how God speaks to man does God, how does God speak to me? How can I know when God is speaking? How can I know God is a personal being? How can God be more real and personal to me? Knowing God's voice is a key, but the real answer is knowing God. John 10, 2-5, the man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. The Bible is God's word. The Holy Spirit uses the Bible to reveal God himself, his purpose, and his ways to mankind. When the Holy Spirit reveals spiritual truth from the word of God, it goes something like this. We read the word of God, the Bible. The spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, takes the word of God and reveals truth. We adjust our life to the revealed truth of God. We follow through with obedience. God is then able to work through us to accomplish his purposes. One of the things you have to consider here is in doing this, you are preparing yourself to eliminate your own self-being so that he can come forth and his purpose and his will will then be revealed in your life. Responding to truth. Write down the verses in a notebook, a journal, or a diary. Meditate on the verse. Think, ponder, dwell. This is very critical, and I'll tell you why. A lot of people read scripture just for the sake of reading scripture, and at the end, What do they get out of it? An intellectual understanding of what the word said. 
But if you meditate on the word, if you find a place where you feel the Holy Spirit is saying, stop, stop, meditate on that portion of scripture. Let it become real in your life. Let the Holy Spirit reveal his truth in that word that you just read. Study the verse as you think and feel the meaning of the verse. What is God revealing about himself? What is God revealing about his purpose? What is his ways? Identify the adjustments you will need to make in your personal life, your family, your church, in your work, so God can work that way with you. Write out a prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to apply the truth to your daily life that he is revealing to you. Willingly make the necessary adjustments to God to conform with his revealed truth. Watch to see how God will use that truth in your life during the day. And then observe, think, study, identify, obey, adjust, and experience. This is how you find out through the Word of God what it is that He desires for you. Now we're going to go to the next step. God speaks through prayer. Romans 8, 26 through 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Truth is a person. John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 16, 13 says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. My relationship to God in prayer. God creates in me the desire to participate in his mission to reconcile a lost world to himself. I respond and come to God seeking to know his will. When God reveals a truth to me, I know he is trying to alert me to what he is doing in my life. Prayer is a relationship. Prayer is a dialogue. It's fellowship. And most of all, it's a communion time with God. Prayer includes listening as well as speaking to God. Prayer is time for you to adjust to God rather than God trying to adjust to you, which he doesn't do. He waits for you to adjust to him. Through prayer, God makes those adjustments to your life by the Holy Spirit that can only be done through prayer. What happens as you seek God's will in prayer? God takes the initiative by causing you to want to pray. 
It is somewhat like hunger. Most of the time, we do not have to set an alarm to know when to eat. Our body has its own reminders to tell us when we should eat. Even if that's in the middle of the night. The Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, reveals to you the will of God. God's will is His desire for us. In the Spirit, you pray in agreement with the will of God. This happens in your own language, or it can be in your prayer language. At this point in time, I want to share something with you. This morning I woke up. It was 5 a.m. in the morning. I usually, first thing in the morning, I take the medication that the doctors have prescribed, and I drink a little bit of water, and then I usually have a little bit of time with the Lord. But this morning I woke up, and literally a song was going through my head, and I couldn't shake it. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I knew right then by the Spirit of God speaking into my spirit because I've been having communion with him. I know him and I know when he's talking and I know when it's me. And immediately I went to some old notes that I had and popped up with these notes that we're sharing with you right now. How can you be special to God so that he can use you and speak to you. You adjust your life to reveal the truth of God. You look and listen for confirmation or further direction from the Bible, circumstances, and the church, other believers. You follow through with obedience of what has been revealed or what you already know. God works in you and through you to accomplish his purposes. You experience him just as the Spirit revealed to you as you pray. That happens. I should say, what happens when we pray? The Holy Spirit knows what God the Father desires for you. He then places in you the desire to pray so he can give you what the Father desires for you. As you pray, the Holy Spirit brings fellowship and communion to you. And as you adjust your life to the desires of God the Father, the Holy Spirit even gives you what to pray and how to pray so you can bring about the Father's purpose and will If you remember in our last podcast, I shared with you how I was going through a prayer line and praying for each person. This man came up and he had cancer. And I went to pray for him and that spirit, that unction that I heard from the Holy Spirit deep within, I looked at him, I said, God wants to heal you. But first, you have to forgive your parents. I didn't know this man from Adam. I clearly had never met him before, nor had I heard anything about him. But God had, 
God knew him. God had a special plan for him. And God used a vessel that was prepared and ready to listen to communicate his love to this man. Was it me? Absolutely not. Was it all God? You better believe it. When we finish praying, we know sometimes feel the work of God in our life. One of the objections, objectives in prayer is to reach the point where we have no will of our own. Sometimes we pray for one thing and get another. Mark 2, 5, four men brought their sick friend to Jesus and let him down through the roof. Jesus said to the sick man, son, your sins are forgiven. They brought the man to Jesus because they thought his greatest need was physical healing. Jesus knew that his greatest need was spiritual healing. So often, we think it's one thing and God knows it's another. The Pharisees were all upset because who's this guy to forgive sins? Who was he? He was the son of man. He was the son of God. And he knew the heart while man was looking on the outward appearance, he was looking deep within. And he said, son, your sins are forgiven you. What were they? We don't have a clue. And as a matter of fact, my brother and sister, none of your business. It's God's business when he corrects and when he turns around, just as he does with you. And boy, I'll tell you, my friend, he's done it with me many times. Many times I've done one thing and come up with a shame face because I didn't do what God wanted me to do because I let my own self, my own carnal nature get in the way. But loved ones, it's okay to say, Lord, I blew it. You know, he already knows you have. So why are you hiding from him? Our greatest challenge is to overcome our own will and pray by the leading and revelation of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 14. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his Spirit, the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. It takes spiritual concentration for us to pray according to the Holy Spirit rather than praying according to our own wants.
loved ones, I want to share with you right now that in this time, it doesn't matter who you are, God can use you. As he's used Betsy many times, uh, the Holy Spirit will instill a song in her heart. It may be from somebody from television and saying a certain word, and God sparks something in her. And she goes, ooh, I gotta write that down. I have to expound upon it. I have to put it to music. Why? Because God created her to be a psalmist. Another person that way is pastors Joy and Betty Hamby. Joy, if you, we publish his uh, broadcast on our own website, not our website, but on our Facebook. And if you listen to him, you'll see that while he's playing, many times at the end, he has gone far away from us. He's in the realm of the throne room of God. He's in the spirit. And if you notice, it's during that time that many times he will start speaking and words of knowledge will start coming forth. Why? Because he is no longer his own. He belongs to God. And God is saying, Honey, I love you. Bobby, receive your healing. George, put down the evilness. I can heal you. I can make you whole. I can deliver you. Why? Because he has said, Lord, let me be your vessel. As Betsy in her music says, Lord, let me be your vessel. As Betsy and I with this podcast, Lord, above all, let us be your vessel, your conduit to my brother and sister who are listening today that are going in their own minds and saying, but I'm not worthy. But he is. Enter into his presence. Enter into his glory. Be filled by his spirit and know that he is God and he can use you, special you, to be his conduit for his glory and for his purpose. God bless you and go with you this day.
I'm asking.